Next stop, Capitol Hill Station. Can I get a deluxe fries, a medium Coke, and two ketchups, please? Deluxe fry, medium Coke, two ketchups. This morning, I met up with my friend Kate at Seward Park, and I was very excited to meet up with her because I, I just had a really bad day yesterday and was it was just giving me something to to um, look forward to. And the this conversation is a little bit confusing in in the sense that I say Kate, but this uh, Kate is in transition, so I start off saying Kate, but then end up with Finn. Finn is Kate's new name, and um, so everything's very much in the middle of transition as far as pronouns, names, so I apologize for that being a little confusing, and so we get that all straightened out throughout the conversation that we have. We start off talking about class issues, and then we we move into uh, transition, feminism, uh, we hit a lot of issues. There are very many. <laughs> so it's not any one thing. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation and I learned a lot and I admire Finn very much and very glad I got to spend the day with him. So um, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy the conversation as well. So thanks for meeting with me. Here we are at Seward Park, taking a walk, looking it's, like a couple of dorks. I know. I didn't realize how conspicuous it was going to be. You'll forget about it in a okay. few minutes. I mean, you'll feel conspicuous right now, but it'll go away. It's just, you know, it's just part of it. That's, that's the thing about podcasting is it's like, you know, for as much as people don't think I'm a shy person, I'm actually a shy person. It's yeah. like a mixture of things. So it is embarrassing for me to, to like walk around with a microphone. I think it's a good practice. It's getting better. Um, it's been nice that people have, you know, found some sort of community around it. Like people have gotten a hold of me. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Like, I didn't expect it. I thought like 20 people would listen to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, um, but I get messages from people and they're pretty serious. Wow. Yeah. People are talking to me about some pretty heavy shit. And does it feel good or does it feel kind of like too much responsibility? Well, it feels like responsibility if they've told me something to where they admit that they're suicidally depressed. And then it's like, well, you, now you just said that to me. Right. Now, now I'm the keeper of that. You, you told that to me. And I want to drive you now to yeah. sound mental health and get you an intake. But then you're going to be no, no, no. You know what I mean? So it totally. puts you in a very awkward position. It's like, you know, I don't want to be the last person that somebody talked to before they off themselves. Yep. That's, <laughs> Dude, I don't blame but, you for that. But, uh, but if, you know, if I can, you know, but I've had some good conversations. Yeah. Out of it. So, so this, um, I got together with you out of wanting to talk about class issues, which mm -hmm. have been weighing heavy on my mind. They have for a really long time, really my whole life, but like 
it's just <laughs> never ending hunt for money you know like yeah. like why is life just hunting for money <laughs> you know hunting for rent hunting for i mean i know i shouldn't complain you know i i live a good life in a lot of ways and you know if you take worldwide problems yeah you know but you know um and I, it's like i'm downwardly mobile because of the depression is just so the depression is just so completely like waterboarding to me yeah that i i it's like trying to just hustle for any kind of money and arrive for anything and be present for anything or be able to think mm-hmm. is too much <laughs> so what kind of uh what kind of money problems are you in it's kind of funny that we finally got here today uh-huh. because um I woke up in the middle of the night with a really bad toothache. Oh. Yeah. That's scary shit. <laughs> I know. And I have like $10 in my bank account. Oh, my God. So I woke Natalie up at 2 a.m. And, you know, it's just weird. It's weird that my first thought was not like, when should I book my appointment for the dentist or... My first thought was, how am I going to pay for this? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I felt more stressed out about that than my face puffing up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I had a medical, or like a dental emergency about five years ago. And yeah. I didn't have any money. And I was like, oh, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> do, I do? Yeah. And I went to the UW Medical School. Yeah. And just didn't pay them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like they gave me, like they, and it was just like, well, I'm gonna go here, and then I'm not gonna pay you. That's what's gonna happen. Oh man, yeah. That I feel um, liberated by that story. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that's like you're honoring your body. You're like, this is I have to do it, and sorry, but uh, the system has made it not available to me to pay for a dental emergency. So I'm gonna go now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think that they get a certain amount of, like, write-off of, you know, serving the unwashed public like me. And <laughs> and so I just was like, okay, well, this is the way that's going now. Oh, see, that's the thing that I think um, I struggle with is, like, internalizing not being able to pay for things. Uh-huh. You know, because I say stuff like that, too. Like the the people like me who can't pay for things and like like it's an identity uh-huh and that's really sad because i really like us i don't think that we belong in a category like that yeah i mean i haven't paid for anything since like my business failed you know yeah i i, I, I stay under the radar and then i you know i was in the hospital racked up twenty five thousand dollars worth of medical bills and it was like i'm on the other side of the law now yeah i live on the other side you know what's fucking crazy is the resourcefulness and the like the savviness it takes to do that like probably you could be a ceo (laughs) right (laughs) that's so crazy i just live like at any moment somebody's gonna tap me on my shoulder and serve me and (laughs) 
That's not good for mental no. space, is it? No, this is not good. This hasn't helped with any of the um, <laughs> any of the self worth or um, you know. And and I live in that other space where I do have friends, and I do have friends that do well, and yeah. I do have friends that invite me to parties on things like boats and yachts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like my friend Taya calls it the fancy hobo. Yeah. Like, I get invited to things, you know, like, cool shit. I mean, like, I'm in a certain friend group where I get, it looks like I, my Facebook page, like I have this fabulous life. Totally. It's so crazy how it yeah. can be simultaneous. Yeah. Um, I know, I'm in this position where when anyone talks about, like, financial stability <laughs> to me it's like um talking about like quantum physics or something where I'm like wow <laughs> like my mind is like blown you know and I get the same response like the same look always like wow you're really having a reaction to that I'm like just I just don't know what that's like what's that like so you're a K through you're, you're a kindergarten teacher pre, no pre yeah pre-k so it's it's run through Boys and Girls Club, uh-huh. but it was adopted into the space of a public school. Okay, and that's very low pay, I'm imagining. Yeah. And then you have the summer off? Um, unpaid, yeah. Unpaid summer off. Yeah. So that's brutal. Yeah. And what do you do for money in the summertime? You, you know, don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah. I'm not sure yet. I, but it's, I think I do have like the hungry brain where it starts like spinning and then you get ideas. Uh-huh. Like I was thinking now with my daddy's car, uh-huh. maybe I'll sign up for Uber. Oh, that's a good idea. Right. <laughs> you can make Uber money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's where I'm at at night where I'm like, what could I do? What could I do? I mean, I, I've thought about that before, but I got rid of my car. My car wouldn't have been Uber quality anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's that's not a bad idea. You'd have some stories for yeah. sure. And uh, and then you're in a relationship, and it's always a little hard when I think it's really hard when. Now you're from Irvine. That's kind of like I know. upper crust. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So w- were you? What was your growing up? status I didn't realize until very recently that my family has like very entrenched money issues because both of my parents grew up blue collar but Uh my dad is like the American dream thing Uh he moved from um, outside Vancouver rural Canada Uh to Southern California and then became a doctor Uh and then kind of got rich but like didn't know what to like he didn't do a very good job managing it because he never had money before Hmm. um so so the environment that i grew up in was around a bunch of kids who like for example if i wanted to go to the mall with my friends Uh uh-huh my dad would hand me seriously a ten dollar bill uh-huh because he didn't know Which was okay because that was all like another story of like 
gender performance. I didn't really like to go to the mall. So I right. was like, whatever. But my, my, my friend, gender performance, you said? Yeah. Just like, because hanging out at the mall was like. I didn't, you know, I, love, I loved my friends, but I didn't like going into the stores with them. Yeah. For, for hours at a time. Yeah. They're going to like girly clothes. They're going place. to girly clothes and like, it's just like such negative feels like in the, you know, it's weird. You just like, don't fit in. Right. I didn't fit in, but I loved them. So I put it up with it, but they would get like their dad's credit card. Oh. And like thousands of dollars on a weekend. Really? Yeah. That's, that's crazy for real. And, you know, everyone got a new Escalade that they then flipped over, drunk diving. <laughs> that happened like three times in my high school career. <laughs> yeah. It was like kind of a very um, surreal teenhood for me. It's always funny when parents buy their children very large cars so to protect. Big. Why don't they just buy them a semi? Yeah. You know, if that's the logic, you know, seriously, why don't you just take out an entire village and then, you know, keep Tiffany alive? You know, that's so funny. I was friends with the Tiffany. I think she had a big car, too. And I think she flipped it. <laughs> I know. I think that was the reasoning was they were like, my precious baby will be protected. Yeah. Never mind how many other people they take out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. One, well, can we talk about, have you changed your name yet? Uh, yeah. And, yeah? I think it's official. You know, my parents uh, just moved to Costa Rica, uh -huh. and so I've been writing emails to my mom, and I got one last night, and it was addressed to Finn. Oh. And I felt like that was, that was like the marker. Okay. Having your mom, who birthed you out of her own body. Wow. Say it's okay to call you Because I haven't different. known, because on Facebook it says Kate. Yeah. And then I was, like, not sure. Uh, you know, I, I knew there was this transition happening, and I read your, um, I think it was on, was that on Kickstarter? GoFundMe. GoFundMe. And that, yeah. I, I read that, and I was like, because I never know. Well, I have a lot of friends in different various stages of transition. Yeah. So, it's, it's you know, always wondering like where they're at with and trying to like be in the right place with them at that time. I know that's the hard work of the other is like checking in. I'm trying to be brave to say like, I'm not offended because we're doing it together in real time. Uh -huh. So like all pronouns are like up for grabs for me right now. <laughs> and like lots of names are also, I'm like, it's kind of like a purgatory I'm in right now. Right. I'm going to be there soon, I think, but... So. Do you think that... There, do you think... Are you, are you on tea yet? Yeah. Okay. Because I've found that um, from some people that I've talked to that they feel, like, happier. Yeah. Do you feel happier? Um, I feel, like, grounded. Really? Yeah. Like, less... Um, less I can carry more things without spinning off into like the really thin skin sort of irrational and huh. like can't come back feeling huh so you're more emotionally like grounded yeah I think so are you less likely to cry that's happened <laughs> to a couple of my friends yeah um, everyone is very worried about that I am like, so I think people who uh, have done a traditional transition, if you can even call it that, uh -huh. um, do a weekly dose 
I'm, I'm on a 10 day every 10 day uh-huh. and it's almost half of what my friends okay. are doing because I'm trying to go real slow. You're going real slow just because you're feeling it out or you're feeling afraid. it out. Yeah. 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 Feeling it out. You're, you're kind of one toe in right now. Sort of. Yeah. Also, like maybe I want to be a face for like really what a true non-binary person looks like and sounds like and is in the world. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I cry less, but it's definitely still there. <laughs> you are a poet. <laughs> it's never going to go away. That's true. <laughs> oh my God. A sensitive soul. That, that is, I think that's like the image of myself is like kind of like this grisly man that still cries over flowers and babies. Right. Yeah. That'd be the goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a, like, I mean, I, I'm just amazed. I, 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 I'm so bad at making any decision I can never go back on. I, I, I'm, th- that I'm always, like, completely stupefied when people can make a decision, you know? Like, yeah. a major decision that, like, they, they're not going to go back on, you know? Yeah. Have you ever felt the feeling of, like, um, if I move forward, I'm fucked. If I move backward, I'm fucked. So yeah. like, here I am with this decision. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Where like nothing really feels that safe anymore. I have a friend I was talking to yesterday who's so completely in third sex category and, cool. and, and it isn't in transition or anything like that, but it's like, it's like we were talking and I was like, cause I've known her for 30 years. Right. Yeah. And, and I just was like, which relationship in your life was the right relationship? You know, cause every relationship I've seen you in has been a little bit wrong. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I know this sounds weird, but you're not a lesbian. Yeah. And so it, she was like, thank you. That is exactly how I feel. Yeah. So you're going to be in these, what, lesbian relationships, but you're not, you yeah, know? That totally and so it resonates with me. Yeah. It, it, that throws the dynamic of how to be intimate off. Yeah. And then you don't know how to connect intimately. Totally. So also it's weird too. Like if you've been conditioned and have this personal history as a girl Uh and like, okay, so you're not a lesbian, but you're also not a heterosexual person because you have this like inside knowing. And so when people read you in that way, Mm -hmm. you're like, but not really because I'm not that you know, well, okay, I'm just going to say it. Most cis straight men that I've met uh-huh. have not been impressive to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like a personal spiritual level. So you're like, well, I don't want to be that. I don't really want to be that. I don't really think I am that. Because right. I've, had, I've had the inside scoop. Yeah. So it's like, I would like to be read not gay, because that doesn't really feel right. But also, I'm not like... Because you've been behind the curtain in a way that Ex- cis straight yeah. men. And I was talking um, to, you know, Gus Lanza. I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, and, and Gus has been fully transitioned for about seven years now. And 
and we were having a conversation about about oh no 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 my, it was my friend Leo wasn't Gus so I was talking to my friend Leo about it and I was like so what's it like now when you pass yeah like you pass now yeah and you're in a group and I was I brought up that Eddie Murphy sketch of there's this old Eddie Murphy sketch from Saturday Night Live where he dresses like a white person yeah to see what's go- going on, yeah. you know, to get behind the curtain yeah. and like finds out that they're like giving each other free shit, you know, yeah. and, like, <laughs> just, like it's this totally Club. like everything's super awesome. And, um, and then Leo was telling me that, um, he has to do a lot of correcting, like they'll say something offensive and he'll say, excuse me. I'm trans. That was really offensive. But yeah. then in a way it's like why do you have to come out as trans to to uh it should be offensive anyway. anyway. So really why point. should it only be offensive if you're trans? It's it's offensive anyway. Yeah, you know. And it's kind of like, you know, when you're getting hit on by some guy and you have to say like I'm a lesbian. It's like I shouldn't have to say that. Right. I should just be able to say leave me alone. It shouldn't be like, if I was a straight woman, I'd totally be into you. Well, okay, I think you're hitting the nail on the head here about this, like, sort of deaf and blindness that we teach young men. And so you have to make a really loud scene in order for just to be heard. So, like, if you say, hey, man, that's, like, that's not that cool to say, and this is why, they're just, they take it as, like, um... A polite suggestion but then when you out yourself and you're like actually I've experienced that throughout most of my life so could you not say that then uh-huh. then they're like oh okay okay yeah and so and I'm a so lesbian bring so up please don't yeah do your swarmy thing on me <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah I think that's that's been a really tricky part for me is like am I gonna have to uh, Am I going to have to adopt that, that history or like, I guess I'm going to have to sort of, because probably if I'm passing as a dude in life, a lot of people around me are going to, that's their natural expectation is like, I'm going to have to be really aggressively clear with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you pass as a dude and I guess it's for you, it's unknown whether that's the end goal, right? It is, so you, it's unknown. Yeah. It's unknown, right? So, um, right now you're androgynous. Yeah. And and wherever that ends up falling, in a way, it, it, it would be kind of a bummer for people to mistake you as someone who doesn't understand. You know, you're, you're I know. like, no, I understand. I wonder how much that is my like desire for a non-binary space is because really it comes out of fear of uh, of being misread and not being able to get back. So you're saying I don't know if I want to do that work. To cross the, that line yeah. is, is scary because then you can't get back to somebody just being able to look at you and know okay, that person's probably had this this kind of life experience. I know, it kind of sucks. It's like a rock and a hard place because 
when I go out and the wait staff is like, what's up, ladies? I'm like, huh. <laughs> and then I kind of have to do some explaining. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. Yeah. You um, know what I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, oh, why am I always in this position of explaining? But then if I am passing as a dude, I'm still going to be doing explaining. So, like, maybe my life is just going to be about explaining. I don't know. Yeah. But it's... Yeah. How... Where do you fall on the happiness spectrum? Oh. Um, yeah, I think that's... I think, I think this is why I decided on my decision-making. Was that... For some... I think it's illogical. Like, it's not something you can follow in, like, an ABC order. Uh-huh. Uh, taking tea and moving towards this has made me feel happier. I don't really know why. Right. I'm just following it. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, maybe in the sense, your body was kind of wanting it. I think so. It was acting pretty weird before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a it's a, the natural, maybe it's your natural way. Your body wanted more testosterone, and maybe you do feel better. And I, when I was talking to my friend Ash about like her experience with feeling less depressed and less angsty and less all these things, yeah. And it's funny because I'm here. I am um, androgynous, whatever, but ultimately cisgendered whatever it's it's weird having only ever had to put myself in a box like in the last five years because right. of politics yeah you know like when people ask your pronoun or something and it's yeah. like well I never had to think about that before right now I have to be in a box and I kind of hate being in a box yeah um but but the thing was I was like literally thinking like if testosterone could cure my depression I'd fucking take it. Yeah. Even if it gave me a square job. Like, I, I know. You know. Totally. It, it, it's, it's like, because uh, for me, that's just so pernicious and ongoing, you know, like, but then that would cause a whole nother problem because, you know, yeah, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's the thing, though, is like, it, de uh, it depends on every person to where they come to in their most private moment of how they're going to deal with their who knows. Yeah. How am I going to deal with it? So I think like Natalie had been on this like roller coaster with me of uh -huh. like questioning and feelings. Yeah. And then we were at Walgreens. Uh-huh. And before Where all beautiful things happen. Where all beautiful things happen. <laughs> where all beautiful things happen. And um I, beforehand, she was really nervous, like, are you going to be a different person? Not so much, like, different embodiment. Right. But, like, will you be totally different vibrational personality? And that, that does happen. Yeah. So she was nervous yeah. about that. And yeah. so I, I was nervous about that, too. But then after being on the roller coaster for so long, we're at Walgreens, and just spontaneously, she's like, you want to pick up that tea that you ordered uh -huh. six months ago? Right. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I think she just was ready to do something different with that. I don't know. And so was I. Because she's like, you're, you're a fucking misery gut anyway. <laughs> Why did you just get on this yeah, thing? Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> seriously, I'm tired. And I'm like, I'm tired too. 
Let's try something different. And that's that's a lot. It's a lot for the partner to yeah. to, you know, you fell in love with somebody and then certain parts. You know, some people do a little bit of a bro down thing happen. You know, yeah. it happens. You know? I know. <laughs> and uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's all different stripes. There's all different there. stripes. I'm trying to avoid that though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not bad. I'm not whatever, you know, yeah, it's totally. just, if it makes people happier, yeah, I'm all for it. Me too. You know, speaking of that, when you were like, maybe your body needed it. Uh-huh. So I went to the doctor and the first thing they do is they take your levels just in your female body. Uh-huh. So they can like, you guys can discuss what appropriate amount is. Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> she gives me a chart. This is my favorite little stand-up piece. She gives me a chart and it says biological men have between 500 and 1100 blank units. I don't really know what they are uh-huh. of um, floating testosterone in their body. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay, wow, it's a big number, you know? So then I get my results <laughs> like the next week. Mine was seven. Just like on your fingers, just, just a regular seven. <laughs> and women are supposed to be between twenty and fifty. So you are lacking testosterone. Yeah, even as a girl. Wow. My best friend was like, "Do you need to take it just to be like alive?" That's funny because <laughs> my friend, who uh, you know, is very masculine looking, very much looks like man. You know, turns out she had low testosterone. Like, what if it's, yeah, what if it really is biological or something? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. But, yeah, yeah. It was pretty emasculating, though. Yeah. I was like, so just like a seven, like, after six? You suck as a man. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Seriously, seriously lacking. (laughs) So you're just okay, like, in, in this incremental, small movements forward now with your gofundme thing that's going okay that's going good yeah i'm so close and then what when do you think that the top surgery thing will happen um i called the surgeon uh this week Uh uh-huh and i told them about the gofundme page Uh uh-huh and they're gonna call me soon with Uh the scheduling person wow i know are you scared um I think I was when the numbers were getting up on the GoFundMe where I was like, oh my God, right, this is happening. But now I'm just, I think I'm relishing in the fact of like the secret is out there now. Sure. And I'm just like, oh. Did you feel a lot of, um, did you feel any kind of embarrassment or shame or anything about letting people know that you wanted to transition? Yeah, I've had so much vulnerability, embarrassment, shame. Like, it is yes it's a common motif in my yeah. story because <laughs> don't you think that we women you know like not like infighting but there's like i don't know it's like different camps of oh the those are the, they're the trans people and then this is the, i don't know it's like <sighs> that's a really complicated one but it would be I would find it really hard. It's very personal. Yeah. And, and then you're telling mm-hmm. everybody. And then that's 
then then they're going to have all these kind of judgments around it. Yeah. You know, which it's it's only your story and what you know and your own struggles. And for anybody that's going to make that major of a life decision, they've thought about it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's been many years. The biggest hurdle for me was exactly what you were talking about of like, um, what kind of betrayal is it as a feminist? That is a fascinating question. Yeah. And I think I was really scared uh-huh. about that for a long time. Right. Um, and it wasn't until I could really personally feel that my physical transformation could also be activism for a more plural world, a more feminist world, uh-huh. that I said okay to myself, which allowed me to really open up publicly about my body. Because then I, then I know I could tell someone when they ask me that question, like, you're leaving the team. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And this is why I'm not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wasn't I, sure myself for like many years. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, that's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, there is that part of the, you know, and now, now I'm the, in the older <laughs> lesbian camp, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like young people are like, oh, you stupid old lesbian. You don't know anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I get treated like no, I just yeah. fell off a turnip truck and I don't know anything. <laughs> and it's like. I've lived through so much yeah. of so many struggles and it's, I didn't just pop from the head of Zeus, you know, yeah. I, it's, it's a, it's complicated, you know, and there are some times where I was, where you do go like, I just miss old butch lesbians, Yeah, you know, there totally. is that part of me, you know, and and I don't want to see them all go away. I don't want it to be like, oh, you're masculine. You should be a man. You know? Me too. Yeah. But it's way. it's but it's more complicated than that. Yeah. It it just is, you know. And I've had to do my own arc of, um, you know, learning, and not being transphobic, and learning that people aren't leaving, leaving me, yeah. <laughs> leaving me behind, leaving me, and yeah. and um. Like, you know, I used to get really irked. I'd be like, well, nobody over 45, only people over 45 identify as lesbians. Everybody younger is like, I'm queer. Queer, And it's like, well, I'm not fucking queer because I fucking hate that word. I hate that word. I hate smear the queer. It's only negative to me. Yeah. I do not like it. It doesn't mean anything to me. And yet... I'm not allowed to say I'm a lesbian because oh, I don't like that word. It's so icky. You know, <laughs> so there's all this like, it's not the greatest word, let's face it. But it's just like, um, there's this, but I think the that there's some definitely with me and a lo- I think a lot of other people, there's definitely bridging and connections happening yeah. between the older lesbians and the younger queers whereas you know five ten years ago it was a little more crinkly a little more a little more difficult yes you know yeah I think another thing is that like gayness is um like becoming so commodified that it changes the landscape of how language is used for identifiers Uh like 
if you were a female-bodied person liking women in the 70s and 80s, uh-huh. it was so counterculture, it was so punk, uh-huh. that the she had a different texture to it, uh-huh. you know? But, like, now when you're a lesbian, I mean, gross, it's like L-word, you know? <laughs> and, like, maybe when it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate so much. <laughs> you say L-word like that's the worst possible thing ever. <laughs> this soap opera. Yeah, people making money of being these, like, really hot babes. Yeah. I don't know. Totally entertaining, though. (laughs) Yeah, totally. They did did have some seasons where they touched on some issues. Yeah? Yeah. I found that the trans character was kind of multifaceted in that that show. Yeah. And and was very brave. That person was probably the best actor, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And very, like... Had some very brave moments. Yeah. You know, looking at himself in the mirror, just naked, you know? Like, it was really vulnerable. I think that's what I, I'm trying to get at, is, like, braveness has changed as our landscape of culture has changed. Uh-huh. You know? Um, is, in your opinion, do you have to be that brave to be a lesbian right now? Like, if you're 20 and you're coming out, is it the same bravery that you had? No, when I was younger, it was so different. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, that's a whole, I mean, I I was, you know, you were abused. You would, like, go to the movies and get, like, called names if you were holding hands with your girlfriend. Or I've had people yell things like, out of their cars, can't die, die, you know, I've had... Yeah. I've had somebody grab me and lift me up by the head and loogie in my eyeball and oh call me a cunt. God. I've had somebody tell me to go to um, to the concentration camps. I've had, like, it was bad. It was bad, but this is the 80s. Right. You know, and, and it was a whole different world of, like, and forget it if you were traveling. Like, like get, trying to get a hotel room, yeah, you know, and then getting all that weird judgment if you're sharing a room, or it was like the thought of holding my girlfriend's hand in the 80s, yeah, or even early 90s, was terrifying, and I always felt like I was gonna get shit, and I usually did. So it was not, it was political. Right, and who wouldn't want to give up the name that goes along with those wounds and those triumphs, you know? Yeah, it's, it was dangerous. Thank you, know? you. Thank you for being part of that lineage. Well, <laughs> well thank you. Yeah, it's important I, to me. I, I don't often get asked about, like... The 80s, which I think is interesting, because if I was younger, I'd want to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was it, it was yeah. And then you know HIV. That was a whole different, other terrible massacre that we were, were dealing with. But um, yeah, th- it was bad. And and part of me now feels like when when somebody's in their 20s. And they treat me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they treat me like I'm just some old fuddy-duddy that's stuck in their ways, that uh, doesn't understand the young queers. It's like, you have no... <laughs> wow. You know, like... Yeah. It, 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 I'm backwards compatible. 
I've bit, but you aren't forwards compat, you know, like, yeah. So I see what you're doing and I see how political you are and I see how full of passion you are. And I was young and full of that same passion and vigor and thought old people were stupid. I was there, I did it. And, um, but there's, you know, I would really like to bridge the, you know, we, we talk about diversity, 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 diversity. Age is something that we are not addressing in diversity. Yeah. You know, I saw uh, Toys in Babeland uh, modeling, they were looking for a modeling shoot or whatever, and their thing said, um, we want diversity, black, white, da 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 And then it said, it said 18 to 35. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, as if at age 36, you stop being a sexual person. And I was like, that's so fun. It's just like, wow, you don't even see how, you know, age is not part yeah. of the d diversity thing, you know? And I try to talk to people that are, a lot of my friends are younger than me, you know? Yeah. Because. Do you know why? I just like people. I'm drawn to people. Yeah. You know, I like you. I like it you. It doesn't, like, I don't think about your age. I don't even know how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe I won't announce it. I'll keep yeah. it a mystery. <laughs> You're like, I'm 72. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And so, to do the full arc back into class, you yeah. Know? So with the GoFundMe thing, and if you get this thing to happen, are there follow-up surgeries and different things? Are you going to be okay financially? Is it just the beginning of like something that's going to keep costing money, or is it like done? I think it's going to be done. Okay. I don't have a lot of like dysphoria about the rest of my body. Uh huh. Um, so you'll do top surgery, and you're not going to think about this or that about the rest. Yeah, I think. I think it's going to be good. It's cr it is a crazy thing. Talk about vulnerability and do shame and ask? humility. About what? Like, do they ask about like what's going on downstairs? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I would think that that would be the rudest question on the planet. I know it's true. Um, I haven't had that yet. I'm sure it will happen more if I embody a more masculine look on the street. You know? Right. Um, but my friends do and Natalie does because like when you do your research, you talk to a bunch of people, you talk to the doctor, you read a bunch of stuff and pretty much everyone says the first things you're going to notice are your voice is going to sound a little different. Uh huh. Your face is going to be super oily. By the way, I didn't even have an oily face the first time I went through puberty. It's disgusting. Oh yeah. You get pimples for a while, oh, right? God. I it's wake like, up. It's like I bathed in olive oil. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing is that I guess like downstairs looks starts to look different like oh quite in the beginning oh yeah and so like you get an enlarged clitoris yeah wow and that's kind that, of that that's, could cause chafing on your bicycle seriously it's kind of I, I, all those things I'm thinking about I'm like this is sort of weird so you yeah to my get some kind of guard yeah like bike <laughs> Uh, also, <laughs> I'm like a little nervous to like, to look, I think because it's sort of like in this, don't know what to 
feel about it or like it's in a third zone almost like an intersex sort of thing because huh. it's not really doesn't maybe it's not going to look like one or the other i don't really know so far it just looks like original <laughs> OG. It's the, I got the OG. It's OG. In case it's anyone just, wants to know, it's just making bicycling harder. Other than that, everything's fine. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, but it's not a bad thing. It's not like something that's a negative. I don't know. Yeah. May, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's weird to like never tell anyone that you're having feelings about having a, a a male spirit in your female physical body uh-huh. and like spending years not even telling your closest friends and right. then deciding that you're going to open it up and ask people to pay for it too. It is like a doozy. Was the GoFundMe thing a little hard on your um, self? Like, cause I've seen like, I'm, I'm totally for like Kickstarter and GoFundMe because I feel like People can ask, and then people can say no. Yeah, just don't look at it if it's not your thing. If you don't, but don't like be. Why? Why are they asking money to make their record? It's like because maybe they want money to make their record, and their record's cool. Who cares? Yeah. Like, how is this affecting you in any possible way? I know. So, yeah. um, so, you know, I'm I I like crowdsourcing personally, and I think it's great, and people want to help, and. But yeah, you've put yourself out there in this. It's a, it's a big, you, you took a big leap. Yeah, because there's You're definitely different stories that you can attribute to it. Uh-huh. There can be, like, sort of, like, the Bernie Sanders feeling of, like, the community is coming together mm-hmm. and, like, we're going to make a good thing happen for somebody. Uh-huh. And it feels empowering and communal and beautiful. Uh-huh. And then the other feeling is, like, hey, millennial, why don't you take your privilege and shut it up your ass yeah there, there is this thing where like millennials don't make their own money and they don't have any grit and they don't have any of this it's like you're a pre-k teacher when the fuck are you gonna get the money together you know what i mean like no. it's it yeah. was pretty sad when i was doing the financial planning i was like well shit <laughs> yeah my friend chris is trying to get me to do this thing called pantheon i don't know what no, it is what's pantheon? It? it's another kind of thing it's I can't I haven't looked into it it's a little bit kind of like with my podcast like people could pay and find a way to get you know uh you know it does take a lot of work to do the podcast yeah and it's not like it's more work than people might think I mean there's a lot of post-production and stuff like that and get but um and time and I want to do more of them because there's so many subjects that I want to to hit and um, you know if, if if I could make money doing it and I don't live like a Rockefeller I mean my overhead is so low yeah I can live on peanut butter jelly sandwiches and <laughs> so um, and I just ride a bike and um, it's down to where you know even if I made like like I could squeeze by like on a thousand a month I could live. Wow, that's tr- that's low overhead. Yeah, that's yeah. truly impressive. Yeah, because um, I don't buy big ticket items. Luckily, I already have sound equipment because I've done this for so long. Yeah, there's a few things I'd like to get, like microphones that actually match, so I don't have to like EQ the shit out of them when I'm doing the. But it, it, you know, those are just you know w- wish list things. So I don't know. I might be 
putting myself out there as well. I have a lot of like pride issues because I grew mm -hmm. up kind of poor. Mm -hmm. I hate asking anybody for anything. I know that's what I, 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 I honestly, the crowdfunding was also an experiment about why is this so taboo for me? Right. Why is asking such an ugly thing to do? It, it, yeah, it just makes me feel terrible about myself. And I go, well, why? Other people do it? Yeah. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> and a lot of people don't have to ask because they don't have to. You yeah. know? So um, lucky you. <laughs> All those non-askers. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's awesome. I would love to donate to that. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, like earlier you were saying, like... I've had all this feedback and a lot of it has been really powerful. People want to give to that. Well, and it seems like a waste of my talent, you know, whatever to be line cooking. And I, but I had to quit the line cooking job just so fucking hard, you know, and, uh, I mean, it was just like physically and mentally like more than I can handle truly, yeah. you know, and it made me feel 500 years old, you know, and <laughs> I think I need to just not, you know, I don't know. I, I need to figure something out because something's got to happen with, with how can I make money while being, you know, my life is so totally abridged right now. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie The Brave One with Jodie Foster? No, I love Jodie Foster though. She's a radio host, kind of NPR, kind of like fresh air oh, kind of cool. thing. And she has a she and her fiance suffer a violent crime and he gets killed and she's like in a coma for three weeks and she wakes up and she's got terrible ptsd and she can't work and everything's all fucked up and like um she's living in this like post like in this ptsd panic state and so she's trying to work but she's she says and i really related to this what like i still have my same hands and my same legs and I'm still walking in mm -hmm. the same body but I don't feel like the same person mm -hmm. and ever since I got completely clobbered with this depression I just feel like well I'm too you know I've still got a lot of living to do mm -hmm. and I relate so much to I'm still walking around and I'm still in in that movie there were a lot of similarities to how she felt and how I feel, and it was funny because she walks around just like I do with a bag and a microphone, you know what I mean? And, and I just was like, God, I really relate to this character because I feel completely on the outside of society now. I'm on the other fucking side of everything. Yeah. And I can do, I have the freedom to do whatever I want because I'm not a part of anything. Yeah. And, um, Is I'm it lonely though? I'm totally lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, like yesterday, I just laid in bed and I was just like, I can't wait to go talk to Kate. <laughs> you know, because I was, you know, it just was like, I don't want to be alive. You know? Yeah. So, um, it, it's just, it's so gritty for me right now with that. But, but just trying to like push forward. Yeah. You know, and hopefully feel better one day. I hope. <laughs> That's my hope too. 
it's 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 uh it's bad very bad i'm thinking about how depression and class and gender meet and there's this like there's this thing that calls for like radical permission self-permission mm -hmm. you know like you have to give yourself permission to lie in bed all day and cry yeah and you have to give yourself permission to make people feel uncomfortable if you're in a different body than they expect yeah and you have to give yourself permission to be like i don't have any money so i'm going to ask you for some <laughs> <laughs> you know and i think that's like such a brave act and that is activism to be an example of someone who says, I honor myself to give myself the permission to do something that you might not understand. I'm gonna chew on that. Okay. You're wise. So are you. This is, a, <laughs> this is helping me too. Just to be out here and have the medium to talk about things that are always chewing, eating you. Yeah. And we're all so alone. I know. It's it's a sick irony <laughs> that we're all together alone. I don't get I it. Know. I know. I don't want to be alone. I want to feel like super duper duper connected. Yeah, me too. Otherwise, if I'm going to be alone, I don't want anyone to be around. Just be yeah. alone by myself. <laughs> yeah. I spent three days under the sheets and it's like... I'm just glad to be out walking around. So, feel a little bit more connected right now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kate. Yeah. Finn. Yeah. I yeah. love it. That's perfect. Finn. <laughs> so, like, it's in a weird, um, like, awkward hyphen right now. <laughs> Finn to me. Finn is a nice choice. Yeah, um, that's the inside joke between Natalie and I right now, uh -huh. is I was like, what if I chose Todd? Todd? <laughs> and, and then I watch your face. <laughs> Doug. Yeah, that's a good one, Doug. Doug. I'm like, I just really feel like a Doug inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're ruining our podcast. I guess we'll say sign off. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. How long have you been a lesbian? Well, I think, I think that you have a little bit too much up front to be a guy. So you must be a lesbian. Beg your pardon. You know, I think you got a little bit too much prestige here. Okay. Bag it too much. That's enough. Leave it alone. Break it up. Break it up. That's enough. Television man is crazy Sam with juvenile delinquent rap